because this is Brother Leroy with Carries of the Cup Ministry. Well, I'm blessed to have you join with us again. Uh, in 1978, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, if most men and women knew the truth of the reality of the Word of God, they would not be incarcerated. And since then, I have been ministering the Word of God uh, in just every way you can imagine. But my main, my main calling has been outside the four walls of the church. So that I started out ministering the Word of God at a place called Sunshine Mission. Then in the process of time, I have ministered into virtually every correctional institution in Missouri and Illinois. And the Spirit of God even has sent me on short-term missionary trips. And last time we started talking about healing. And for uh, to start off, I want us to go to what I call my foundation scripture, which would be First Peter 2, 20. First Peter two twenty-four. Uh the word of God, you know, uh I have been in a situation and circumstances in my life in early years where uh after after some, some severe testing trials, uh, I was actually in a place that I had pretty much enough money uh to do virtually anything that I wanted to do. Uh, and, and of course, I mean, I had to, I had, there was things that I liked. There was, uh, I had the cars. I, I lived the place I wanted to live. But you know, in the process of time, because number one, this is, a, this is a spiritual truth that will, if you do not know the spiritual truth of this, and you know, spiritual truth, we call them spiritual truths, but I want you to know they're more than just spiritual truths. They are eternal truths. Because, see, in the beginning, the Word was with God. And then Jesus was born, and he took on flesh, and he became the living Word. And so what you we must realize, everything comes from God. If you could go back, if you could go back to the beginning, you see, you see God speaking words, and those words became what we know. So everything has come from the Word of God. First Peter 2.24, Foundation Scripture. Who his own self bore Leroy's sins in his body on the tree, that Leroy, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes Leroy was healed. Now, this is that's how I read it. You should put your name in there. But this is, King James says this, who his own self, and we're talking about Jesus, bore our sins, mankind, in his body, Jesus' body, on the tree, that we, all of mankind, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So you, if you will say your name is John, you can read this way. Who his, Jesus' own self, bore John's sins in his, Jesus' own body, on the tree, that Jesus being dead to sins should live excuse me John being dead to sin should live John unto righteousness by whose stripes Jesus excuse me, by whose stripes John was healed so if your name was Betty who Jesus bore John sin uh, Susie sins in his Jesus body on a tree that Susie being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes Susie was healed so, so in other words, on the on when Jesus died, when Jesus was crucified and, and died, 
and got up, raised from the dead, sat on the right hand of God, he made available, this is important, he made available for all of mankind, all of mankind, the right to be healed. You know, unfortunately, the, the Bible speaks of spiritual truth. And unfortunately, spiritual truths have been made into religious traditions or facts. The Bible is truth, not man-made facts. So facts change. Truths are forever. And that's one thing that, that when I got saved that just... It, 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 how you want to say it, it just set my it just set me happy because I found something that would not change. People do change, and unfortunately, sometimes people don't change for the better; they change for the worse. I heard a lady; she said she, as she was sixty years old, so now she felt that she could say whatever she wanted to say. Well, you know what? According to scripture, only a fool speaks everything that he thinks or says whatever, anything he wants to say. But the Bible teaches that we're not fools. If you're born again, believe it. You know, I mean, this, this is a truth that's a little, it's, it's, it's aside from here. But do you know what? The Spirit of God knows everything. I'm saying it again. The Spirit of God knows everything okay and there is no baby there's no teenager there is no old Holy Spirit there is only one Holy Spirit who is God and the scripture says that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives and dwells in a born-again believer and that a born-again believer has the right not only be born again and have the Spirit of God in him, but have the Spirit of God in him till he is filled where he has the capability of speaking in tongues. On a level... On a level that he can speak in tongues anytime. And that he has a right to, you know, uh, we live in an age uh, of Google. And I, I think between Google and YouTube, there's almost nothing that you can't find uh, some decent information. It, it may not all be right, but you can find pretty much enough. Uh, you know, recently I bought some different items, and and they didn't. And so many things now they don't give you. Uh, uh, they don't give you a manual. They don't give you instructions. Or, or if the instructions is hard, or you get a book that's 200, 300 pages. But yet I can go on Google and say, how do I change? How do I? Uh, what are the components of this printer? So I, I have a, a jam on it. And sure enough, you can find it. It may take two or three, but you can find it. Well, you know what? We, I'm going to use this one. We have a right. I like this. We have a right to Google into the, the, the knowledge of the Holy Spirit that 
knows everything. The scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. So what am I saying? I'm saying that I can tap into the mind of God. You as a believer, especially being a spirit-filled believer. Uh, there's been a, a t- numerous times that I need answers. And what did I do? I t- spoke, prayed in tongues. I remember I, uh, I, was in a, uh, uh, I was in a particular church. And um, one of my spiritual mothers, when I first went to the, was in that church, she told me, don't uh, acknowledge don't acknowledge I was called into the ministry because if I did, then they would want want me to go through all these different uh, hoops to be a part of this. You had to do this, 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 and she was saying, "Well, you know, you have a ministry that is that is God has led you this way. If you let them know you're called to minister, you go. You have to go that way." Well, I followed her instructions, and and time went on, and in the process of time, I started having this yielding. That you know, I, I I need to uh uh, uh the spirit of God wanted me to let them know I was ordained. I, I needed to be I was called into the ministry, which in the process led to be ordained by them. But my main ordination or empowerment or grace it comes from God. And so I, I took some time off, and I all I did was read read my Bible and and uh, did some fasting. I, all I did was read my Bible, fasted, and prayed. Read my Bible, fast, and pray. And I, I did listen to the word on a cassette tape. And all of a sudden, oh, see, uh, at, oh let me see, that, this particular situation. And after about a week, I knew what I was supposed to do. Another time, uh, uh, I, I, every day I come home, I pray for about an hour. Pray for hour in tongues. Pray for hour in tongues. Then one day, I just knew without a shadow of a doubt. You know, there's there's many there's many people and I'm not putting down dating online and apps I'm not putting any of that down but uh, any person that especially if they're born again spirit uh, born again spirit filled believer and especially if they're called into the have a special call upon their life and the ministry a life fivefold ministry especially you need to pray. Until you have it in your spirit man who you are to marry. Marriage next to being born again, spirit filled, is the biggest decision you will ever make. Being married. From what I see in scripture, being choosing the right mate is even more important so than accepting the ministry. Why do I say that? You get married to the wrong person, and you called into the fivefold ministry, and you can have some of the biggest challenges that you that goes beyond what you could think about. This the devil did not go after E Adam. The devil did not go after God. He went after Eve when he got, which allowed him to get to Adam. Which allowed him to get to God. Think about that. That's something worse. So who you marry is very, 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 very important. Wow. That that's a little but remember our foundation scripture. First Peter two twenty four. 
whose own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. I want to share something with you. Um, many people are used to preaching. Preaching is proclaiming and in my early years I did a lot of I, I, I did a lot of preaching it wasn't unusual for me to start preaching on Friday Friday uh, evenings and not and end up not pre, uh, preaching all the way to 10 11 maybe 12 o'clock on Monday mornings and then go to work but in these last maybe 10 15 years the anointing to teach has come upon me and now I'm more so than I'm more so a, a teacher than a preacher and teaching Excuse me. Preaching is proclaiming, telling, but teaching is telling instruction, and that, as a believer, that is what you we need. We need as believers to be taught. You know, I have some books and some tapes that I have actually virtually, not virtually, but I have worn out. I remember I have I, uh, one of my particular Bibles, I, the Book of Ephesians. I read, I marked, I read, so that the paper is is thin. You know, the Bible paper is thin. And the pa the paper is thin. The ink is running out. Uh, and we're talking about healing. Healing is for you today. And we ended up last time in First John five fourteen. Excuse me, First John five, First John five fourteen and fifteen. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition we desire of him. So in other words, if you know the will of God, faith faith, the God type of faith is can only be exercised. Actually, it can only be had when we know the will of God. So when you know the will of God and you can ask him for what he has told you is already yours, you can have confidence. So in other words, you can... Now, I, I, I just say it like this. Uh, there are people, they have confidence that if their doors are locked they can go to sleep. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But the Bible teaches us that it, 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 it does not matter what security you have if your trust and confidence is not in God. Now, the Bible says have faith in God. But the only way you can have faith in God is to know what God has said. You know, I remember with my with my mother, uh, my mother, uh, she would tell me something. I, 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 this is this is. Uh, uh, let me say this. I had faith and confidence if my mother said she was going to get me because I wasn't home by eight o'clock. I want you. To, it may have been six months later. In the back of my mind, I knew she was still going to get me. And maybe seven months later, she got me. I had confidence in her word. Matter of fact, she told me things that were untruth. But until I experienced them myself, I thought it was true. She, I remember her telling me, 
Now, my mother, uh, mother passed at an early age, so some of the things she told me, I think she would have upgraded them in the process of time. But I remember her telling me, uh, gir well, girls are made of sugar and spice and everything nice. And I was in my teen teens before I found out that was not some of them, maybe so, but the majority of them, they were not made of sugar and spice and everything nice. But I believe that because she told me that. You know, there was a some, some couple movies. I don't think I saw all of them, either one of them. But one was called, uh, I think, For it was Forrest Gump. And he, he always said, my mother said, or mama said. And that was it. What mama said was the law. And then there was one, I think it's called Waterboy. And uh, I just remember seeing, I think he attacked the teacher. The teacher said something, and he said, my mama said. And I think he attached the, attacked the coach. He said, Mama said. Well, that's the way we should be able to say, say. And actually, this truth I know has been overlooked by many of God's people in the church. Let's let's turn let's turn to that. Let's turn to John. This is a truth that has been overlooked. Uh, by many people. When it, and this is not that script. This is not the, the scripture that I'm about to quote. But when Jesus was being tempted, the Spirit of God led Jesus into the before his ministry. After he was baptized, that tells you something. Jesus was the Spirit of God came down on. Jesus in the form of a dove that that anointed him that gave him the grace that gave him the ability to do what God has called him to do every minister everyone called into every human being every human being has a anointing they have a grace they have ability I have a I have an acquaintance and he has an anointing he has a grace he has ability to work on cars I mean, that's his whole passion is to work on cars. I mean, you got a problem, you take it. I, I take it to him. When no one else knows, he has that grace. He has that ability. He has that anointing. Every every person has a call. Every person God creates with him an, a, a, a specific calling and ability, a purpose. I mean, a car is made to take you from point A to B. This cup is made to serve me. This marker is made to mark. This pen purpose is to write. Now, I can mark with the pen, but the pen is not efficient as the marker. I can write with the marker, but it is not as efficient in writing as the pen. This marker is most efficient in marking the same way as the pen is most efficient in writing. When you realize your anointing, your calling, your purpose, you are most efficient at that and when you are born again and get spirit filled you become even more efficient 
uh, being my ministry has been main calling has been outside the four walls of the church. And and I remember one time we was getting ready to go into an institution, and it was an all women's institution. And one of our members, she was just uh, she, uh, she was a sweet person, but she was just she kept my wife telling she just she's so concerned with how how are you going to minister to the women? My confidence was in the anointing that God had given me, and that anointing and grace and ability was do His work. All right. And so when Jesus, getting back when Jesus was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness, when the devil came to him for each thing, actually each lie, that the devil, uh, untruth, that the devil brought to Jesus, he would say, it is written. He didn't give chapter and verse. He didn't give the book. He said, this is what the Father has said. And he what he told told the devil what the father said it was already written in the old covenant or it was the mind of God notice this so knowing what is written is what will enable you empower you to have the confidence that we read about over here in 1 John that when you go before God or when you speak I'm going to share this we're going to go, we'll go back over to Mark 11 23 many 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 believers are endeavoring to live by prayer prayer is important and when I say prayer many those many believers I'm talking about they're endeavoring to live by asking God now, Jesus is our example. Now, it was written, the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So now, if you know, if a godly man says that we can follow him as he followed Christ, then surely we should be able to follow Christ as he followed God. So therefore, we see in the life of Jesus, for as really asking from what I've read, read in the Bible, I only see God actually asking, verbally asking God the Father for one thing. Maybe I missed something. And that was concerning to take that cup or take that experience of going, being separated from, from God the Father and being made sin for mankind to take that away from him. But then he prayed the prayer of consecration and dedication, saying, Lord, it be your will. If this is what if this is what you want, this is what has to happen, then I will endure that. Other than that, you see God praying over something, speaking to something, asking God to empower, bless something. But think about it. As important as a person's life is, God did not ask Jesus, God, Jesus did not ask God to raise Lazarus from the dead. He said, Father, I thank you. You always hear. No, now, remember, I'm talking about this, this special, this special instruction or key that has been missed. And the first scripture I gave you was concerning how when Jesus encountered the devil, he said, it is written. All right, here we go. 
John, some people call it Big John, 2 and 5. This is what Jesus' mother said. His mother, in other words Mary, said unto the servants, Whatsoever he, Jesus, says unto you, do it. Do it. You know, uh, being married 40 something years, my wife would not tell anybody whatever whatever my husband tell you to do, do it. And at this time, Jesus had, the Bible tells us Jesus, first of all, Jesus lived by faith all the time. It is not, it does not require, you know, uh, it does not require that you be an called into the ministry to live by faith. Now, believers are to live by faith and ministers are to live by faith. And if you are not born again, you a person will live by natural faith. Faith based upon the experiences that they have or the experiences they see. For example, we're talking about healing. I've heard people say, I believe in healing because I saw so-and-so or get healed. Or I believe in healing because my mother told me God healed her. Well, what happens if your mother said she lied? You heard your mother give a testimony in church how God healed her when you was a little boy. What if she turns out that she said, you know, I just wanted to get in front of the people. I heard the other people testifying, so I wanted to testify, so I made something up. What go, what happens to your faith concerning healing then? It has nothing to stand on. What what if you saw what you believe was someone get healed? And, and what you saw was not a person really getting healed. Here's an example. What if you saw one of your classmates and they had a brace on their leg? And they said, man, and they took the brace off and they said, God, man, uh, man, God healed me. And then later on you find out, man, I had that brace on because the girls, like, the girls, it makes the girls, I, I had a brace on because, man, I, I had a brace on, man, the girls was calling me left and right. What happens then? What if you read a book about someone, or here's here's a book, someone talks about healing, and they just say, I just wrote a book. I just I just wrote what I heard, saw the other man write. But see, when you know for yourself, when you know for yourself what the Word says, and I'm going to share something with you. And here's a perfect example about how your experiences will fail or can fail. They may not fail, but they can fail when the pressure's on. Like John the Baptist saw the Spirit of God come down on Jesus. And he, as a as a dove, he was not a dove, but that's the best way he could explain it. I, I, that it looked like a dove. It resembled a dove. It came down on lightly. It came down. And then he heard God the Father speak. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. So he had a physical, he had a natural 
spiritual experiences that registered upon his senses. But yet, when he was in jail, he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the one? So, Scripture, when it has been, you've heard it and saw it, excuse me, you've heard it and spoken, it, heard it and spoken, and you have, your, your spirit man is strong with that word, you are unshakable. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do concerning your healing? Let's turn to John 10.10. 10. I, I may have read this before, but if I didn't, I'm going to read it again. Uh, you should have, especially if the enemy is attacking your body now, he's attacking your finances, he's attacking you any kind of way, or I'll say it this way. If there's anything in your life that you don't want, this you need to know this scripture concerning that which is in your life. John ten ten. The thief comes not. So in other words, the thief comes not to do anything else but to steal, kill, and destroy. Sickness may not destroy you tomorrow or today, but sickness steals your joy, it steals your health, it steals your finances, it steals your time with your loved ones, it steals from you doing what God wants you to do. And eventually, sickness, disease, infirmity will kill you. You know, also, sickness, disease will destroy, destroy your testimony. It, 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 it affects your testimony. So that's what, that is what the enemy comes to do. To steal, kill, and destroy. When Adam sinned, remember we read uh, we read over in, uh, I shared with you about how Adam, think, uh, the curse came upon the earth when Adam ate of that fruit. Notice this. This is why God sent Jesus. And this is Jesus telling you why he came. He said, I am come that they, all of mankind, might have life and that they might have it, what? Life more abundantly. Um, the Greek says to have life, the zoe type life, Z-O-E. The God type of life. And, and I'm, I'm looking at Amplified. I think the Amplified says uh, that they may have life till it overruns, overfloods. I, I mean, you know, if, if you've seen a flood, a flood just, it just, it just, it just takes, it just takes almost everything out. It rises, it rises, it rises, it rises. Uh, it, it impacts virtually everything in its way. John 10, 10. John 10, 10, Amplified Bible. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, if you think about it, if you go to McDonald's, you basically go there to order hamburgers. If you go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, you mainly go there to order chicken. If you go to uh, 
Pizza Hut, you go there to order pizza. So in other words, when you go, when you basically go, you know, when you go to Pizza Hut, you know you're going there mainly to order pizza, not, not chicken or other things. I mean, they may sell it, but their main item is in their name, chicken, uh, a Pizza Hut, McDonald's, burgers, McDonald hamburgers. Uh, you go, you, like I said, you you go to the uh, the chicken, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Kentucky Fried Chicken. So, so in other words, you pretty much know that if someone says, "I'm going to Kentucky Fried Chicken," you pretty much know they are going to order some chicken. This is amplified, John ten ten. The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and destroy. And this is Je this is Jesus speaking, but now he's telling you what the thief, the devil, and all his satanic kingdom is about he says I came that they mankind may have and enjoy life that word may is very important so no words that word may is saying that even though Jesus came it's possible for you not to have the life that Jesus wants you to have and notice, it goes on to say, say, enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So in other words, God wants you to have life where there is nothing missing. You know, as I shared, I, was, I had a lot of things in my body that were not right when uh, I was young. I had asthma and nosebleeds up into my 20s. Um, and some of my, I remember when my grandmother's telling me, you know, that was just part of life. You just gonna have to deal, you know, you're gonna have to live with that. I did. I, I just knew something was wrong about that. You, you tell me here, I'm gonna have to all my life deal with having these nosebleeds? You mean I'm all my life, I'm not gonna be able to breathe? All my life, is I'm going to have to to be taking these inhalers? That's not life. But that's what she was saying. That She was saying that is part of life. Sickness and disease is... I went to the doctor. I, I'm going to share this with you. Uh, and I thank God my wife believes like I believe. But uh, uh, this I knew this gentleman. I was acquainted with this gentleman. He was a deacon in our church. And my spiritual mother laid hands on him. And I know he didn't know too much about... Uh, healing but he got healed as a baby christian uh, I, should, I shouldn't say baby christian he'd been saved a long time but he was an immature christian he was a, a christian that did not have the knowledge concerning healing she laid hands on him and he had prostate cancer and he was healed and so he was sharing his testimony with uh my wife and myself how um, my spiritual mother laid hands on him and got healed and then him and his wife began to say that uh he said every person of color will have prostate cancer. And I mean, without thinking, uh, it was just like, uh, uh, it's like, I put, you know you, have, you know how you react if you put your hand on something hot? That's how it came out of my mouth and my wife's mouth. I said, I said I'll never have prostate cancer. And my wife said, at the same moment, we, were, we, were, we, were, we had a duet of saying the same end result. She said, my husband will never have prostate cancer. And it took him back. Well, see, he did not know 
let's go, let's, let's, let's look at our foundation scripture. Let's look at our foundation scripture. Cause see, people say, how could you, how could you, how could you say that? How could she say that? This is how we can say that. It's because of what God has said. This is our foundation scripture concerning healing. I didn't, as you know what? I didn't say, I, listen, this is great. I didn't say this. My wife didn't say this. We just repeated what God has already said. God has said concerning Leroy, I, Jesus, bore Leroy's sins in my body on the tree, that Leroy, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes Leroy was healed. What my wife was saying, Jesus bore my husband's sins in his body on the tree, that my husband Leroy is dead to sin, can live unto righteousness, by whose stripes, Jesus strikes my husband, Leroy, was healed. So I am just repeating what God has said. I'm not a lawyer, but the best way I can explain it, and the best way I can understand it, law, a case of law, is judged, is ruled, is contested, is executed on previous established law cases. From my understanding, when the Supreme Court gets a case, they say, okay, this is the president that has already been set. And so we would would judge this case upon the president, president of the laws that have already been established. So see, our confession, what you say, should be predicated. It should be based upon the case that God has already said or the laws that God has already said. According to the word of God, Leroy was healed. And based upon what Leroy has done is not why Leroy is healed, but it's based upon what God has said. Remember we read John 10 in Amplified? It said that we may I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, we're gonna pick up on healing. Our next and our next message, but I want to share this because this this hurt me. Uh, I met a young man, and uh, he was in a wheelchair. And I've 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 seen I've seen miracles. I've seen healings from just. I, I, one case always comes to two cases come to mind. One was a young man that had healing uh, AIDS, and another case we. Uh, uh, this uh, this family's child grandchild was supposed to be deformed, and we prayed for that child. And that child perfectly. The man with AIDS within some months, I saw him. He was perfectly healed. But this young man was in a wheelchair, and I said, "Well, you know, let us, you know, we're believers. Let us, my wife and I, let us, and your wife, let and us, let's lay hands on you and pray that you be healed." And the young man said, "No, I don't want to be healed." He says, "Because I believe." That if I was healed, I wouldn't serve God the way I do. And I'm thought, how much better could you serve God if you were healed? 
I, and I should wait a minute. Let me correct that. I said if you were healed. That's not correct. He was healed, but he had not received his healing. Remember, we ordered from Amazon, and we and we are expecting to receive our order by the stripes of Jesus. We were healed by the stripes of Jesus. That young man already was healed, but he had not received it. Remember, you have to receive. Remember, it says may. Well, you know what? Our time has, has ended, coming to an end. I want you to know that God loves you more than you can. Even the scripture says God is able to do exceedingly abundant above more than we can even ask or think. I want you to know God loves you above all that you can even ask or think. And until next time, this is Brother Leroy saying God loves you. God, God loves you so that he sent Jesus. And thank you again for joining with us. In Jesus' name. Amen.